Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Have you ever received a letter at just the right moment in your life? And you turn around, you read that letter, or it might be an email, or it might be a text, or it might be a phone call. All you know is it came at just the right moment. I'm going to tell you about one of those in just a minute. To all of you, thank you so much for returning. We are nearing our 100th episode of All That Matters, our weekly positivity podcast in which we look at the world in a slightly different way. And we're reminded of all the possibilities. As I like to say, life can be this good. This is about how to find the good stuff. And um, I recently had the opportunity to visit Nantucket. And one of my novels uh, is based on my experiences in Nantucket called The Prince of Nantucket. And in it, I create a character who had believed something about his mother and uh, built his whole life on what he believed. And turns out that he discovers rather early in the novel everything he believed about his mom was wrong. And it was a negative belief. And it turns out she's this remarkable woman who now has dementia and is losing all lucidity. And he has a narrow window of two weeks to come to the island of Nantucket and get to know her again. And in so doing know himself, because when you build your life on a lie um, and you find out that it was a lie, then you have to reassess everything you've done and you've become and see see the other person through new eyes and in return see yourself with new eyes, in essence to rebuild who you are. And that's what this character gets an opportunity to do as his mother, a world-renowned artist, begins to disappear and her ability to paint disappears. And I ultimately have him um, teaching her really how to be an artist again. And in that doing, teaching himself how to be a son. Um, as well as a, a parent and as well as a partner. So um, you realize when you write novels that people who come to it are coming with their own history. So you are the creator of that novel or that work of art, but people are coming to it with their own journey. And so uh, as many authors recognize, they can write a, a book and a thousand different people can read it, and that may be a thousand different interpretations, ever ever so slightly different, because you're co-creating when somebody comes and brings something to something you've created. Well, that's in essence what happened to Agnes DeMille because she said the greatest thing that was ever said to me was said to me after my incredible success with Oklahoma. She choreographed Oklahoma, which, as you may know, if you know anything about the the theater history, and if you don't, you know now that Oklahoma just broke open the mold uh, for musical theater and it combined dance and songs in a in a fresh and new way and showed that musical theater could tell a story 
with such movement, movement and emotion, uh, and 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 get us invested, telling about a time when a state was about to be born, and talking about uh, uh, the wide open views of um, how one could live with others and how one could create a future for themselves, and we all need to be reminded of that. Hopefully, you've all seen Oklahoma. If you haven't, go see it sometime. But DeMille uh, was bewildered by the reaction. She thought she had choreographed a fairly good uh, um, show, but she didn't think it was great. And she thought she had created so many greater dances before that in so many other ways and, 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 and uh, theater pieces and uh, stage productions. But she could not understand when she judged something to be good. And I've, I've done that for myself where I've spoken somewhere or I've written something. And I think it's good, but I don't think it's great. Have you ever done that? Where you've, you've done a presentation or you've performed some act or you've interacted with somebody else and they just were knocked out. And you went, huh, I, I, I don't get it. And I've had that reaction where I've spoken and I've heard people react to it. And I've, I said, you know, I, I, I have a gut check after I speak somewhere. And I say to myself, well, that was good. I've done better, but that was good. And, you know, I felt good about it. But I know when I feel great about something. And others will come to me and say, that just moved me. That was the most important thing I've ever heard. And you don't take it personally. I certainly hope it doesn't go to your head. It doesn't go to mine. Um, as, as lovely as it is to hear, if I think I've done a good job and somebody tells me, you know, it's transformative to them, then I know they've brought something else to it. That's what I believe. They brought their life history or their life journey has come to that story that I've told or that talk I've given. And, and it's the secret element, the secret, uh, ingredient that took something that was good and made it great. It was great for them because that was the moment they needed to hear it. Sometimes we say something to someone or reach out and touch someone or hold someone or make a phone call or send a text, um, send an email at just the right moment because everything converged to that instant where they could hear it. Or they needed to hear it. I've, I don't know about you. I've heard people say to me, I needed to hear that. I've said it. I've heard some piece of music or I've seen some work of art or I've experienced some religious service or some um, interaction between human beings or even some news tidbit and, and about people discovering something, whatever. And I go, I needed to hear that. Today, I needed that good news or I needed that emotion. I needed my soul to be touched in that way. Yeah, you get that, right? Each one of us needs that at different moments. So Martha Graham, this great fellow dancer and choreographer to Agnes DeMille, gave her a piece of advice in a letter. And DeMille, who had said, 
You know, I was bewildered and worried that my entire scale of values when trust was untrustworthy. I know how to judge my own work, and I know that my work was good in Oklahoma. But it certainly wasn't great and absolutely not transformative. And yet everyone was telling her it was. And she wanted to, she, she was bewildered. She grappled with it. And the reason I was drawn to this moment this week is because in the past week, my daughter, who's studying in theater, one of my daughters, my youngest, is, um, um, was able to talk uh, with a few of her colleagues with a young man who won the Tony Award for his performance in The Inheritance on Broadway uh, a season back Matthew uh, by Matthew Lopez, The Inheritance by Matthew Lopez. This is actor Andrew Burnap. And that night when he spoke, when he won the Tony Award, he said this, and he related something similar to her and her colleagues, to my daughter and her colleagues, about theater, but you could apply it to so many areas. And he said, quote, if you're out there and you're wondering if you want to go into the theater or the arts, and I would add into any field, uh, and you feel a little odd like I did, and you don't know if your perspective of the world will ever be valued, Google the letter that Martha Graham wrote to Agnes DeMille. He added, do not rob the world of your specialness, of your beauty because we need it now more than ever. And I thought we could all use that this week. We need it more than ever. Let me share that letter with you. A letter about how the world needs what you have to offer, needs your gift at this moment, right now. A letter to Agnes DeMille from Martha Graham. There is a vitality, a life force, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium and be lost. The world will not have it. It is not your business to determine how good it is, nor how valuable it is, nor how it compares with others' expressions. It is your business to keep it yours clearly and directly to keep the channel open. You do not even have to believe in yourself or your work. You have to keep open and aware directly to the urges that motivate you. Keep the channel open. No artist is pleased. There is no satisfaction, whatever, at any time. There's only a queer, divine dissatisfaction, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than the others. More alive. Don't you want that? Don't we all want that? To feel more alive. It is not our business to judge. 
what we do in terms of how valuable could that be? Do I really have something to say? Yes. If it is clear and it is yours, you are the artist of your own life and you have a right to share it and not to deprive the world of it. There is a a Jewish teaching that says anyone who has a gift, has a talent, has something that they can offer the world and chooses not to is considered a thief. Wow. A thief if you have something to offer others and you withhold it. So let this be a time, not of withholding, but of giving, of recognize that there is a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than the others. Indeed, that allows us to give that more to others, to allow them to be more. I hope in the coming week you will give a gift from yourself to someone else. Who will that be? I don't know. Maybe one person, maybe many. But let it start within you. Let it be true. Let it be clear. Let it come from you. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this, well, this is all that matters. <laughs>